0: Well, hey girl, welcome to She's Doing Big Things. I'm your host, Alicia Lee, the original she. Top income producer, freedom advocate, serial entrepreneur, winner of all the things, world traveler, and now digital nomad. I've lived my entire life feeling a little different, dreaming a little bigger, doing a little more, and believing I was destined to have it all. So I can imagine if you're here, you get it. You're a dreamer, a doer, an entrepreneur, so you're ready to set some big goals and smash them. So with that in mind, let's freaking get started. CEO, right off the bat, I am about to drop a bomb on ya. Are you ready? Brace yourself. Here we go. There is no such thing as perfect. Get it? There's no perfect body because all bodies take maintenance and all bodies age. They are never going to be the same as they were yesterday. There's no perfect life because all lives are 50-50. Both good, both bad. You're going to go through both sides of it no matter who you are. There's no perfect amount of money because you can illogically spend any amount of money, and still feel unfulfilled. Money is not the remedy for unhappiness. There's no perfect business plan because businesses are built upon the people that build them, and there's no perfect person. Right? Period. So I want to tell you as we dive into this perfectly imperfect Catalyst episode that your success is fully dependent upon one thing, you being you. And our guest today is all in on this concept, on exemplifying it in her life and business and inspiring other women to do the same, and it is beautiful. It's magnetic. So let's tell you who our amazing guest is today, shall we? Her name is Caitlin Dower, but she goes by Kate. And Kate is a health and fitness coach who specializes in helping women lose weight sustainably, get strong, and gain more energy and confidence so they can show up fully in their lives. Because, seriously, who doesn't want more of that? Show up as the real you, the big you, the most emphatic you that exists. She has a bachelor's degree in kinesiology. She's a certified strength and conditioning coach as well as a certified nutrition coach. So I don't even know if our guest knows this, but I used to be a health coach and I used to hold all of these certifications as well. And so this is taking me back to my roots a bit. And I'm sure we will really connect over this as to how I got started in the coaching world. This is so fun for me. It's like taking a trip down memory lane. So Kate is a Canadian girl at heart, but she now lives in Australia, and she can usually be found at the beach riding her scooter, deadlifting, or eating cheese. Girl, I love cheese too. I totally get it. I have tried to go vegan, but the cheese ropes me back in every time. All right, CEOs. So without further ado, oh my gosh, it is my honor and pleasure to bring on our guest today, Miss Caitlin Dower. Caitlin, how are you today?
1: I am doing so good. And thank you so much for having me on the podcast today. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for making time for this in
0: your schedule. I am so excited about this. Like, We were just talking before this episode, y'all, and I had no idea that Caitlin is actually in Australia. So it is 9 p.m. in Maine on the east coast of the United States, and it is noon in Australia Tuesday. So it's like Monday here, Tuesday there. So crazy. Time is weird. All right, y'all. So let's go ahead and jump in and get started because I know we've got so much good stuff coming at you. So Just to give you a little backstory, Caitlin and I met on a Facebook group. Imagine that. I feel like that is where all of my guests come from. So if you're a podcaster and you're looking for guests, apparently Facebook groups is the place to be. Go hang out. All right. So even though I'm not involved in that group anymore, I truly think that social media is like such a beautiful place to make connections, make contacts, and Probably find your next collaboration. So obviously that's where she and I met and that's what I love about social media. So I know so many of you out there are struggling or have struggled within the realms of social media, the comparison of it, the overwhelm of it. So, I know you're struggling, but I know that there are such gorgeous benefits from it as well. For instance, um, I was on another podcast a couple of weeks ago called The Souljourner Podcast, and I would not have met Amber if it had not been for this exact same group where I met Caitlin. So, now, I wouldn't have Caitlin on as my guest, if I had not ever joined that group and put it out there that I was even in a podcast or that we wouldn't have been connected. So I think there are beautiful and really intentional ways that you can show up in the online space that do not include just endlessly scrolling your newsfeed and comparing yourself to who'sie who's highlight reel, right? Because we all know the reel is not real. So one of my favorites is showing up and creating real and intentional connections inside of groups where like-minded women show up and actually hang out. Because I really think this topic is so fitting for today's episode. I really wanted to preface this episode with this statement. And I know we all get caught up in it. And that is that social media is meant to be social, it's not meant to be comparative. So talk to me, Caitlin, I've just like rambled on like a banshee, so talk to me about your social media rituals and how you ensure your authenticity and perfectly showing up as an imperfect human. Because I mean, from the outside, looking in, I think you're pretty gosh darn amazing, but I know we all have our strengths and weaknesses, right? Absolutely. And
1: I think if you had asked me this question, like a few years ago, when I first started my business, to me showing up authentically online was really hard and showing up authentically on social media was not something I was really doing. And I really thought I had to as this, you know, I was a professional and I had to show up pretending that everything was perfect. And, you know, I was this human that, you know, was just, here to be a strength and conditioning coach and a nutrition coach. And there wasn't really a lot of other things kind of behind it. Um, And so now I'm in this place where I really try to show kind of both sides of the picture. So as I said, like I'm a strength and conditioning coach and a nutrition coach, but I don't go on there just show, you know, me doing amazing workouts and things like that. I never show the sides where I you know miss my workouts and I have crappy days and I have like you know, I am a human. And I think when we can go on social media and show ourselves as being human as being imperfect, it really allows us to create so much more connection um, with other women and with other people, because we're not putting on as you said, we're not just we're not just showing it for the real that highlight real, and we're really allowing ourselves to create those true connections and those true relationships. And people love seeing other people being authentic um, because you really can create that deeper connection with people. And so, for me, going on social media like with I don't I, I wouldn't say I have any specific rituals, but um, I really just want to show both sides. I don't want it to be. I don't want it to be all about perfection. I don't want it to be this highlight reel because that's so not true. And myself as a human and myself as a brand, like that's really, really important to me that authenticity is at the forefront. And um, just, just showing myself as a human and, and being relatable to other women um, is really, really important to me.
0: Oh, yes. 100%. I feel that on so many levels because I think it's really, really easy to show up as a one-dimensional, like, figurine on Facebook or on Instagram or wherever you show up, right? Because, quite frankly, one-dimensional is really easy to draw. But the more complex you get into who you are as a person the harder it feels sometimes to share that because you wonder how that's gonna be received. And so often I think the best way to know how that's gonna be received is to actually like put it out into the world and see how it's received, right? So I love that, oh my gosh. So that actually brings me to this question because I know you submitted this as a topic idea. So the word perfectionism, now, I have often thought of this as something, like, to literally covet. I, like, hung on to it. I thought it was a part of me and really... Like, would might as well put that on a resume. Like, I was really proud of my perfectionism as defined by attention to detail and systems and processes and the fact that people could always rely on me to do the job well and to do it right and to do it on time. So what I didn't realize is how my perfectionism actually hinders my success until, of course, I stepped into an area where where I really needed to grow in something that didn't come really naturally to me, like everything else had. So tell me your definition of perfectionism and how you think it actually hinders a person's success.
1: Yeah, so I would really for perfectionism for me, it just it comes down to performing everything perfectly, to saying the perfect things, to showing up perfectly all of the time. And I really think that one that can be absolutely exhausting because that's not how we are made. We're not made as perfect human beings. Um, so one, I think it's absolutely exhausting. And I really think that it hinders a person's success because when you are constantly worried about being perfect, when you're constantly worried about being putting out the perfect post for your business, when you're constantly worried about saying the perfect thing in the email, it takes so much longer to get something done. So not only are you, you know, you're spending so much more time just doing this one post and so you're not moving forward. Like maybe you're moving forward, but it is slow as heck. Like you are at a snail's pace and you know, you just want to start your business or you just want to like get out there and do things, but you are going so slow because you are so worried about every single thing that comes out of your mouth that goes onto the email that is everywhere around you. So I think it really halts your progress. Um, you're not going to move forward as fast. And yes, it's not always about going as fast as possible, but you do need to make steps forward or else you are just going to be stuck where you are. And, and taking action is how you are going to either build a business or build a, build a strong body or, or whatever it is. Like action is, is one of the most important things that you can do. And so, if you're stuck in this loop of "Is it perfect enough? Like, what are people going to think?" Like, just this constant reel that's going around, um, you're really stopping yourself from well, putting yourself out there, from getting out there, taking the action, and ultimately seeing the results that you want to see.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh, I love that you mention action as one of the most important components. But if your thoughts are in a perfectionistic state, like you said, you're asking yourself how the rest of the world is going to interpret it instead of just letting them interpret it, then you're stuck in that inaction state mm-hmm. and you're stuck in, an, in a cycle of inaction. So I love that you mentioned that. And I also love that you said the word exhaustion because from one perfectionist brain, mine, like knowing me inside of my head, and what I've really worked on and, and battled with in the past, unknowingly, is burnout. Like, you do the thing for so long, but then you realize that the thing is too tiring, too exhausting, and so you quit and you do something else. And the reason for it isn't necessarily that the thing is exhausting, it's the way you're thinking about the thing. It's the perfectionistic desire to make the thing, quote unquote, right, as opposed to just doing it. Right. I love that. Oh, my gosh. So absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So that makes like such complete sense to me. So in thinking through that, then where do you think perfectionism stems from for most women?
1: So I really think that perfectionism for women, like it really stems from insecurities that we have. Now, this can just be something like we're insecure about, again, like I said, mm-hmm. how people are going to judge us, right? This is this is pretty normal, right? It's not unnormal to be worried about these things, but we're worried about what is it going to, you know, what are people going to think when I put out this post? What are people going to uh, think about me or my work or, you know, we're, we're insecure about failing and, and just what we're going to be perceived as really. And I think that perfectionism stems from that because you know we're always trying to kind of do everything perfectly so we don't get this judgment or we don't get uh, we don't fail or we don't do this and so I really think that this really starts you know from a very young age Um, I really think that you know it can really develop you know when we're in school and things like that because we are you know we're always being pushed to like Well, myself you know I was I was always trying to get straight A's I was always A's like I never wanted to fail Um, and you know failure wasn't really presented also as like a good option if you know what I mean like when you're in school it's not like oh yeah fail that class you know but you're gonna learn something like that's not how it's taught and so I think it also stems from a lot of you know what we what we are uh, sub- not subjected to that's totally the wrong word but what we are exposed to um when we are in school is that you know we just have to you know we want to get the a's mm-hmm. and it's not about you know taking a class and maybe failing and what we've learned and we've grown um it's always about you know absolutely getting the best mark and doing this so that we can you know then get the next class that we need to take and then we can go to university and then we can do this um and so i think a lot of it again stems from like potentially how we, um, you know, what we are exposed to when we're young in the schooling system. Um, And then it comes back to that sense of insecurity from that, because we don't want to be judged for, you know, not not getting an A or doing these other things and, and potentially failing along the way. So I really think it kind of comes from those kind of two different aspects.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yes. And that while you were talking about insecurities and how other people would perceive what you were doing, and wanting to almost like be accepted by them in your Mm -hmm. efforts and what you're putting out there, it reminded me of the term people-pleasing, right? Like... I think a component of this really is like wanting to please people. And I think that comes from like such a praise state when we're kids where it's like, good job, Billy, you know, you get an extra, I don't know, cookie because you got an A or here's 20 bucks because you got an A plus or, you know, whatever. And so you're striving for like that incentive on the backside of your effort, your promotion, your offer, right? Mm -hmm. But if you don't get that, then what happens You know, and so, yeah, I think it's so important and really interesting that we don't teach what happens when you get the C. Or we don't say that that's okay. We push them and we push ourselves to be better than a C. Yeah, I think the grading system in elementary school and just school in general is a really interesting formation of people pleasing and insecurity around performance. And I think it's all super like definitely tied together.
1: Yes, I agree. I love
0: that. So do you think that perfectionism can actually be used for good? Because obviously this is kind of like all wrapped into a pretty little bow box of like, don't open that because that seems bad. But do you think that perfectionism can be used for good? Do you believe that there's a part of perfectionism that might be a catalyst? Or do you think it's like all just a hindrance for success?
1: So I really think like, obviously, in some professions, like you want to be a perfectionist, right? If you're a surgeon, you're something where, you know, that millimeter of difference or something like that, like that is absolutely crucial. Like you need perfectionism, you need that kind of perfect uh, work. But I really think that yes, there is that part of you know there is that part of perfection where yes we are striving to do our best and we are striving to like put out good work and and you know really create some change. I think you know if, if we're if we're in business and we and we have a, a business that we really care for, we're trying to really create some change or create a big shift in the world and and that's really important. So I think the the underlying tone of perfectionism of yes we are trying to do our best, like yes that is good, but I really think that. In my experience um, my own personal experience is that it really is a hindrance for success so yes there is that undertone of yes let's strive for our best and i want to do my best and i think taking those undertones of it and like you know creating in a different way of we are you know we're striving for greatness we're striving for excellence but it doesn't need to be perfect um and i think when we have that perfectionist mindset, it really hinders us. And as I said, like, it just really stops us from moving forward, from taking action. Um, whereas if we're, I know, if we're striving for greatness, but we know that failure is part of greatness, we know that, um, you know, heading towards excellence is also about failing and mistakes and learning and growth. And that's all part of the process. I think that really pushes us even more because we're not going to fail and then just throw in the towel and quit and and that's it. We're going to really adopt that as a mindset of, okay, this is part of it how can i what can i learn from this like what is it trying to teach me how can i come back stronger how can i come back a little bit different um and i really think that if we can adopt that sort of mindset of like striving for our best or or greatness or excellence and but just not perfection um i really think that kind of will give us so much more success in life and not just in business but i really think in so many areas in our lives
0: Oh my gosh, yes. So much yes. Because there truly are undertones of good in perfectionism. So I don't, I just don't want anybody out there to go, oh my gosh, I'm a perfectionist. I have to like completely 180 my personality and I have to change the whole shebang and you know, my perfection is imperfect and right, like it can be used for your good and for your benefit. But if you find it halting the process, like that's a problem. So where do you think the difference lies between the benefits and the
1: pitfalls? Well, I think you kind of just, um, you kind of just put a really good word on it. So if it's halting your progress, right? So if you, you know, like you just said, if you're someone who is a perfectionist and relates to a lot of the stuff that we're talking about, like, like you said, don't worry about like, don't get stressed out. I think you all of a sudden have to change, but if it is stopping you from doing the things that you want to do, if it is stopping you from posting the post or, you know, even like, again, in what I'm talking about, like as a strength and conditioning coach of getting to the gym or eating your meals or things like that. Like if it is stopping you from doing, taking action and thus seeing the results that you want to see and creating the business and the life and the the body and all those things that you want to create, if it is stopping you, then I think that's, that's the pitfall, right? Mm. If you, I can be someone who is a perfectionist, but you're like, you know, you're still, you're still doing all those things that you need to do, um, to take action and get the results. Well, then that's, I think the difference, right. Is that if it's halting you from moving forward and taking action, then that's, I think when it is really hindering you and it, and it's, um, it's, it's holding you back from really exposing yourself to your true potential. Yes. Oh my goodness. Like, I feel like this is such a good
0: lead in for a question that I have been sitting here pondering. So when a woman comes to you as a perfectionist in your line of work specifically, what are the telltale signs so that all of the women listening out there know and can identify whether it is a struggle for them or
1: not just to know
0: I might be a perfectionist?
1: Yeah. So one really big one, again, I work in the uh, strength and conditioning area and the nutrition side. And so one thing I really see with that is when they really struggle with consistency. Now consistency can be a multitude of things, but like really a lot of the time it comes down to them having an all or nothing mentality, which stems from perfectionism. And when they have that mentality of, you know, zero or a hundred, and there's nothing, there's like kind of no realm in between. And again, this is usually something that we are taught mm-hmm. um, that it's zero or a hundred, or it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. You know, it's worthless in between. Um, that is a really big sign to me that there are some kind of underlying perfectionist tendencies. And you know, that they, that this mindset of all or nothing has really been Um, kind of drilled into their head for so many years that it's so hard to get out of. And because of that, right, they usually lack consistency. Mm -hmm. um, And they really struggle to be consistent because they can't be perfect all of the time. And if you can't be perfect all the time, you're going to really struggle to show up.
0: Yes. Oh, my goodness. That is so good. (laughs) Woo, that's a that's a bomb dropper right there. So <laughs> I love that because I think I see that like in every realm. Obviously, I am a business strategist and success catalyst for ambitious women, but the way that I see it show up in my world, in my own head, as well as the women that I work with, is a lack of stick-with-it-ness, if that's even a word. Mm-hmm. I'm forming it now. <laughs> So if you're the person who's like, I do the thing, I get to the hard part, I bail. I do the thing, I get to the hard part, I bail. It's because you're avoiding the struggle and it's because the struggle takes vulnerability to actually overcome. Like you have to actually grow into the person who's strong enough to do the thing. And like for your clients, they have to become the person who's strong enough to carry the thing or lift the thing or run the thing Mm -hmm. or, you know, or eat the thing. So. I feel like it's the same thing, no matter who you are across industries, it's consistency, sticking with it, not avoiding the struggle, staying through it, like creating Mm. growth, being the person who's open to the person she's going to become on the other side of it. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. All right. So I know I'm feeling it's hot. All right. So how do you think we overcome this then the perfectionism that isn't good for us? Or how do we use this trait to our benefit if we start to manage it, control it? And now how do we actually harness it?
1: Yeah. So I think, excuse me, one really important thing is that we start to like, if we kind of want to overcome this is really start to look at all of our choices, like on a continuum. So this is something I teach my clients is like, instead of your, the single choice being zero or hundred, right? There's, there's only two options is that you have so many more choices, like in between zero to a hundred. So again, I'll use just my what I teach in with my clients, but you know, if it's if it's going to the gym and they can't make their workout, they can't get to the gym for the full hour. Well, the the, the zero option is absolutely doing nothing, right? You go home, you sit on the couch, da da da. But there are so many other options in between that. So what is like option B, right? What is maybe going to the gym and doing a 30 minute workout? What's option C, like going outside and just going for a walk and just knowing that you have so many other choices than like, what is a hundred, what is perfect. Um, and being able to start recognizing those in like every situation. And I say this, cause as you said, right, this is such a crossover, whether we're talking about business or we're talking about nutrition or training, like this is so applicable to every, like to all mm-hmm. those areas. And so I think if we can start looking at whenever we have to make a choice and it can't be perfect and it can't be a hundred percent, well, what is the next best option? What is the next best thing I can do in this given moment right now with the time I have, the tools I have, the environment I'm in, like, there's still so much you can usually do in a situation where it's, it's not perfect. Um, and it's starting to adopt that mindset and look at every choice you make on a continuum rather than zero or a hundred. And I really think this can help um, people who are perfectionists start to overcome this because they start to learn, because as you said, that undertone of we want to do our best, we want to, you know, kind of show up and, um, and do good work. And so this kind of helps us to like, okay, well, I can, I can't be perfect, but I can still show up and do my best right now. And it's figuring out what that best is in that moment.
0: Mm, Oh my gosh. That approach is amazing. I love the way you worded that and said that. And I don't even want to expound upon it. Like leave that as (laughs) is, put a box around it, some exclamation points and a period at the end. (laughs) All right. So I will say as someone who has battled with this trait for the good and the bad, I really try to use it only for good and to really exemplify, like, the real, raw, honest, and totally flawed me at this point in time. So I really appreciate other women in the world with so much insight into this who I can really relate to on a like raising my right hand, been there, feel ya, I got your girlfriend kind of level. So since I know there are women listening who could really use further insight and inner work on exactly this topic, I would love for you to tell them where they can find you in the social media world and how they can connect and work with you.
1: Okay. So you guys can find me on social media. I am at Caitlin.Dower on Instagram and on Facebook as well. Caitlin Dower. Keeping it nice and super simple across the two platforms.
0: I love it. I love simplicity. As a strategist, that's like might as well be my middle name. So <laughs> I will definitely drop all of your information down into the show notes so that everyone listening can connect and learn and know all about what you offer. But what is the one big invite that you can mention right now for the woman who's like, I'm ready. I want to get this thing started. I'm a perfectionist. Show me your ways. And they're truly ready to show up as who she is and who she wants to love.
1: Absolutely. So I invite you to join the lean and strong lifestyle method. This is my signature 90 day one-on-one coaching program for women who are female entrepreneurs or very ambitious career driven women who really want to build strong bodies. They want to get lean, but they don't want to do this while sacrificing their lives. And really they just want to show up with more strength Energy and confidence in their lives. And of course, as we talked about today, um, all of the methods that I use within my coaching program are not about you being perfect or about you showing up perfectly or about having to do the perfect workouts or eat the perfect way. It's really about figuring out how this works for your life and creating a plan and strategy around your nutrition and your training that is realistic and sustainable for you because that is what's so important in being able to, you know, continue working out and continue caring for your body and your health um, in the long run.
0: Oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. And so many yeses. So my dear CEOs, this has been another amazing episode with another soul filled guest y'all. I am loving these guest episodes. I feel like I get to like literally connect. It's like we're sitting on a couch with coffee across from each other, just across the airwaves and now across continents. So (laughs) this topic is especially near and dear to my heart as someone who has truly battled with the too much and too little conundrum, whether it's too much makeup, she must be hiding something, or too little to create the statements of, Why doesn't she take care of herself? Or how about the ability to tell your truth as a why is she so forward all the way over to the silence of bottling it up and becoming hard to get to know, right? So let me tell you, friends, the level of perfectionism that shows up in the too much, too little conundrum is another way that it is just driving negativity into your life. You will always be too much for someone and not enough for someone else in the very same instance, act, and statement. So, You might as well just show up and be you who you freaking are in all of that glory. Because, honey bunny, if you're worried about being judged for your imperfections, then they're judging the half-assed, watered-down, unhappy, worried people pleasing you that would be much more fulfilled being judged as the full version of you. Just saying. From one perfectionist to another, you can truly channel it for good and lessen the affliction of it in your daily life. Today is the best day to start. So if this is showing up for you in your body, in the way you want to mold it, work it out, make it feel good, make it feel healthy, connect with Caitlin today. Her information is down in the show notes. I look forward to speaking with you all next week Bye bye, my lovely little CEOs. And as usual, go out into the world, go bigger, make bank, systematize it all, and live freaking freer. Love you all, till next time. What is up, my darlings and doers? If you loved this podcast, please don't leave it behind. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button and do us a huge favor. Give us a quick rating. It not only helps me to know where you're listening, but it also helps the new listener to find this podcast and become the next doing success story. So with that, I'm off to do some big things or help one of my amazing clients get her doing list done. Have an amazing day and we'll catch you next week.